It's Tuesday, February the 9th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, Tesla's Bitcoin bet and no Apple car for Kia and Hyundai. First, the world in brief. The value of Bitcoin reached a record high after it emerged that Tesla had invested $1.5 billion in the cryptocurrency. The electric car manufacturer, led by Elon Musk, also plans to accept Bitcoin as payment for its vehicles in one of the currency's biggest endorsements so far by a prominent American firm. The value of shares in Hyundai and its close affiliate Kia slumped after the South Korean carmaker admitted that it was not having talks about teaming up with Apple to build a car together. Shares in the two firms soared in January on rumours that the American tech titan was considering working with them on developing and producing autonomous electric vehicles. The military junta that recaptured Myanmar in a coup last week imposed a curfew on its biggest cities, Yangon and Mandalay, in order to stifle protests. The new supremo, General Min Ong Hlaing, repeated the claim that an election last November had been marred by fraud. State media dutifully intoned that democracy can be destroyed if there is no discipline. America announced that it will rejoin the United Nations Human Rights Council as an observer. The Trump administration withdrew from the council in 2018, citing an anti-Israel bias and the dubious human rights records of some of its members. Antony Blinken, the Secretary of State, recognized the council's role in fighting injustice and tyranny, but noted that it was flawed. Andres Arauz, a left-wing economist, won the first round of Ecuador's presidential elections on Sunday, but failed to reach the 40% threshold needed to win outright. In the runoff, he will face either Yacu Perez, who hopes to become the country's first indigenous president, or Guillermo Lasso, a former banker. The two are neck and neck in the vote count. Iceland lifted most lockdown restrictions after successfully maintaining low COVID-19 infection rates. Bars, restaurants and gyms, among others, have reopened. Arts venues and religious services can now welcome up to 150 people, up from the previous limit of 100. The country has been less affected by COVID-19 than others in Europe, having recorded only 29 deaths in the pandemic. And China blocked Clubhouse after thousands of users had flocked to the audio chat app to discuss sensitive political issues. Among these were the treatment of the Uyghurs and Taiwan's independence. The invitation-only app is known for its privacy, as it does not record users' audio files. And now, here's today's agenda. Trying times. Trump's impeachment. Donald Trump's impeachment trial begins today in the Senate. His previous trial, Mr. Trump is the first president to have been impeached twice, lasted three weeks and involved a complex web of evidence and foreign policy questions. This one will be shorter and simpler. The House impeached Mr. Trump on a single count of inciting an insurrection, namely the mob of Trump supporters who stormed the Capitol on January 6th. Speaking just before the invasion, Mr. Trump's son had warned potentially disloyal Republicans, we're coming for you. Mr. Trump himself, having spent months falsely insisting that November's election was stolen, told a crowd to fight like hell and show strength. His lawyers may argue that the invasion had been planned earlier rather than incited by Mr. Trump. 
They hold that the trial is unconstitutional and that Mr. Trump's speech was protected by the First Amendment. Conviction requires the votes of 17 Republican senators, an unlikely prospect. Bats to the Future, the origins of SARS-CoV-2. Today, the world will hear news from a trip by international scientists to Wuhan. Their mission was to investigate the origins of SARS-CoV-2, the virus that caused the COVID-19 pandemic. Experts traveled to China in January, working with local researchers and visiting sites of interest. The team, convened by the World Health Organization, has found important clues about the role of an animal market in the outbreak, originally thought to be the source of the virus but later ruled out. The researchers also visited the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which has become a focal point of conspiracy theories about a laboratory leak. At the start of the trip, the team was cautious about what progress could be made. Searching for the origins of viral outbreaks can be difficult. However, the WHO has scheduled a press conference, and one of the researchers on the mission has said he expects to be able to say something of value by the end of the trip tomorrow. Not-so-red Clydeside, Scotland's Labour Party Balloting will open today in the election of the new leader of the Scottish Labour Party, the sixth in a decade. The candidates are Anna Sawa and Monica Lennon, members of the Scottish Parliament. Labour was once dominant in Scotland. It has since been routed with just one Scottish seat at Westminster and only 23 out of the 129 at the devolved Parliament in Holyrood. That share could fall further in Scottish elections in May. Polls suggest the Scottish National Party could win an outright majority. Labour has struggled to be heard above the debate over Scottish independence, which is dominated by the separatist SNP and the Unionist Conservatives. Labour's voters are split on independence, and therefore the party would rather talk about schools, hospitals and fighting drug addiction. Unless it can recover in Scotland, Labour will struggle to form a government in Westminster, and Scottish independence will become a likelier prospect. Lynchpin, the autonomy HP ding-dong. An extradition battle sparked by a bloody corporate spat goes to court today in London. The case concerns the $11.6 billion sale of autonomy, once the brightest star in the British tech firmament, to Hewlett-Packard a decade ago. A year after the deal, HP wrote down autonomy's value by $8.8 billion, $5 billion of which it claimed was the result of accounting irregularities, disclosure failures or misrepresentations. American prosecutors went after, among others, Mike Lynch, Autonomy's co-founder and ex-chief executive. They want him to stand trial in San Francisco on 14 counts of conspiracy and fraud. He denies wrongdoing. His lawyers say HP is suffering from buyer's remorse. They will argue that Britain, where a related civil case brought by HP is ongoing, is the more appropriate forum. They have support from a group of British MPs who make a broader case – that their country's general extradition arrangements with America are skewed in favour of the superpower and need rebalancing. Mars attracts interplanetary missions. Mars sees the most human activity of any planet after Earth, and it is about to get busier. In the next few days, three new missions will reach the Red Planet. 
Al-Amal, a probe sent by the United Arab Emirates, will arrive today, followed a day later by a Chinese mission called Tianwen-1. On February 18th, they will be joined by Perseverance, an American mission. The latter two carry rovers designed to descend to the Martian surface. America has sent four such rovers already. China's will be its first. Mars is popular for several reasons. One is scientific. The planet used to be wet, like Earth. Scientists are keen to know where its water went. Some hope to find evidence of past life or even traces of present-day aliens. But sending probes there also marks a technical step up from a mere moon voyage. And technical prowess in space is linked in leaders' minds with prowess back on Earth. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Fyodor Dostoevsky, who died on this day in 1881. Man only likes to count his troubles. He doesn't calculate his happiness. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.